the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I see my name in shiny lights, yeah, a different city every night, oh, I, I swear, the world better prepare for when I'm a billionaire. It's time to get down to business on the weekend's number one business program. Known as the king of networking, your host, Shalom Klein, has worked with thousands of entrepreneurs and created countless jobs. So, to success, let's get down to business. Hi, let's get down to business. This is Paula Peterson sitting in for Shalom Klein on the Get Down to Business radio show powered by our friends at Tandem HR. And today I'm very excited because we have a guest from one of the Tandem family of companies, their company, uh, Workplace Solutions. And we are talking today to Carol Doyle. Now, Carol is the Senior Business Development and Account Manager for Workplace Solutions EAP. And of course, the first question I'm going to ask is your business is just riddled with acronyms. We are here today to educate people. What is an EAP? Well, first of all, thanks so much for having me out sure. today to talk to you. Of course. Well, it's not the EPA, not the oh. uh, Environmental Protection Agency. Okay. We're the okay. EAP, Employee Assistance Program. Okay. And that's exactly what we do. We uh, contract with companies to provide assistance to employees and their family members. Oh, so, okay, tell me how that works with um, the, the Tandem family of companies. Give me that customer journey. You're, uh, you own a business, and where does this come in? How does this fit? Well, you know, I think when people own a business, they really count on their employees to be productive during the workday. But often that productivity is hampered by personal problems. We all have stuff that goes on in our life, right? So we bring that to work with us. So we see something called presenteeism often. That's when somebody's at work and they're doing their job, but not at their full you know, capability. So they're present, but they're not really quite all there. So they can call our toll-free number 24 hours a day, seven days a the week. employee or employer? The Well, actually both, but the employee can call us 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and ask for some counseling help, and oh. as well as a whole another uh, array of services. But the managers can also call us as well for consultation and direction on how to deal with a troubled employee and get them assistance and so resources. So are you taking the place of the HR department? No, we work in tandem, uh, no pun intended, yes, with tandem no family intended, of companies. Right? Yeah, uh, we work in tandem with HR representatives. We okay. like to say that we are a partner. Okay. Yeah. And and so if somebody is working with tandem HR and they're getting all of their HR, their back office taken care of, how do you come in? How would you know if that's going to be a fit for you or how do you guys work together? How we work together. Well, I mean, how, how do you know when a company needs that service? Well, I honestly believe that all companies need that service because we all have, like I said, stuff that goes on in our life. And, you know, we well, all, life happens. Right. I mean, life happens every day. And we all need help with our life balance. Right. So 
we have issues in our lives, whether it's with our loved ones, our kids are acting out. So we offer those counseling services for employees and their family members. And we let people define family the way they do. There's so many different arrangements. So anybody who lives under their roof, we will cover with the EAP. But we also offer mother resources like work life and legal financial. You know, when somebody goes to work, let's say you need to find a babysitter. Mm -hmm. You have to do those phone calls and all that search, usually during the work day, right? Yes. So it takes away from the time that you're at work. Plus, you don't know who to call. Like, for example, elder care. We'll do the resources. Uh, we'll do research for you. Within 48 business hours, we'll come back with two to three resources matching your criteria. And my family used this. It was extremely helpful for us. My father-in-law was 88, lived up in Fox Lake, and he had cancer. And uh, we had hospice there, which is very helpful, but they provide 20 hours a week of help. And we all had full-time jobs, and we lived out in the suburbs, so it was very hard to get up there. So we just didn't want to open a phone book or Google and get a stranger to come out and take care of Dad, right? Because we love him. We want to make sure that he's cared for well. Absolutely. So we called up the EAP and called the toll-free number, told them what we were looking for, and within 48 business hours, they gave me a list of providers that matched our criteria. They told me how much they were going to cost, their availability, what kind of insurance was involved, and my father-in-law was able to spend the last few weeks of his life at home with a great provider that we chose with the help of the EAP. Wow. So basically, you were just able to call upon this. So an employee would have to hire, or uh, I guess, how what what's the word I would use? It's not hire. They would have to contract with right, an right. EAP. Absolutely. And this is also providing quality of life and worker benefit. It's really a worker benefit. It is a right? worker benefit. It is a benefit that the uh, employer provides to all of their employees. It's free to the employee and it's confidential, 100% confidential. We're HIPAA compliant. Okay. So we. Uh, That's the thing. Like somebody wants to maybe reach out for some counseling, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, say you had a death in the family recently and you feel like you need to talk to somebody. Someone might feel afraid to give a, a phone call because they don't want to be tracked as somebody who needs watching over. So that just follows HIPAA. It's compliant. It's confidential. Mm-hmm. It's okay. absolutely confidential. When you call the very first time, they go over on the phone immediately and the phone is answered by licensed counselors and uh, they tell you about confidential. When you see a counselor, you sign a um, privacy statement, and just like you do when you go to your own doctor. How does the employee keep track, or do they keep track, that their employers are using an EAP? They do. We do a utilization report. You know, once a year, twice a year, depending on the company, what they they ask for. And we only tell them, you know, X amount of men, X amount of women use the program. uh, And we tell them some of the highlights that we've seen, like if it's a lot of stress, if it's a lot of financial issues. We are then able to, like, even come back to the company and say, it looks like a lot of your people are experiencing problems with conflict management. Why don't we do some conflict management training? Oh, I like that because then they can also address what's going on at work. Exactly. You know, if it's a high stress job or um, like you said, the conflict management, now Mm -hmm. maybe you step in to try to, and that's part of the service. Yes, it's all, yeah, it's each company usually gets a couple training hours included in their contract. What kind of company do you see? Like, um, give me Give me an example, if you can. I might be asking sure. you off, and we can always come back to that, too. Um, but maybe think about, like, who is it? Like, what what's an example of what you've seen without naming names? Some of the, like, the stories mm-hmm. of things that we've yes. seen? Oh, boy. We've, you know what? We've really seen 
everything. So I always tell people when we do orientations at a company, I say, do not ever be embarrassed to call us up with anything because we have heard it all. Trust me. Trust me. Um, I had a nurse once that called up and she had lost her car keys. So she wanted us to hypnotize her so she could find her car keys. Okay. Well, that's not something that we really do. But well, I actually that's <laughs> super interesting. Okay, but yeah, we weren't able to help her find her car keys, but uh, we could help her with many other issues as well. But we do things, you know, like maybe there's been an employee that's been really great, and he's just all of a sudden blew up one day at work and is yelling and swearing at everybody and making people feel really nervous. Um, we come in and and talk with that employee. Um, I don't. We do trauma response as well, and unfortunately, we've done a lot of that lately. Workplace violence is something that you're seeing a lot more of, and unfortunately, these things happen in our area. And we go out and we, you know, meet with the first responders. We go uh, to the hospitals and talk with the staff and help them. You know, like I'm so na- naive. I didn't even think about that until you just mentioned it. So mm-hmm. that's you know, to me. Um, is that's unfortunate, but wow, that service is really needed. Mm-hmm. Or possibly go in and do that training beforehand, you know, if something just to make sure nothing ever happens, how people could respond to that. Right. And we always tell people if you see something, say something. Right. And if, if somebody says something that, you know, really just kind of raises the hair on the back of your neck, you know, that's a red flag. So make sure you pay attention to that and talk to HR. Yeah. Yeah. And people joke around and you just, you never, you never know what's going mm-hmm. on. So mm-hmm. I get that. Oh, that's so interesting. So what, um, what's the steps to reaching you? I mean, how do they go about it? I know you said you've got a new website. We have a it's brand new website. Workplace Solutions. Now, someone like me might Google that. Well, Workplace Solutions, if they're mm-hmm. listening right now, they, oh, I'm going to click, click, click Workplace Solutions. So we're making sure that we're going to WSEAP.com. Correct. WSEAP.com, mm-hmm. Workplace Solutions. And they can get a quote right online? They sure can. They can actually just click on Get a Quote, oh. and that comes straight into my email box, and I will get back with the client wow. and, and get them the information that they're looking for. And, you know, our clients range, you know, we're from size, you know, like ten to 26,000 employees. Wow. Yeah, so we, we can handle things, and we're set up all across the country. Okay. So it is, you're really... Uh, national in scope. You're helping people all over the place. Correct. And then um, when we come back, I also want to talk about how, like, what kind of partners you're working with and mm-hmm. how do you get those services to, you know, how are you providing those services to people and okay. where are those people getting the counseling? I think peace of mind is really important. And I feel like this is a peace of mind type of service that you're offering to both employers and employees. Right, right. And wouldn't it be great if you were walking into a company right now as an interviewer and you're saying, Wow, that you go home, they're like, they're offering us this opportunity to be able to talk to people if you need it. That's a Mm -hmm. big deal. That's Mm -hmm. a big cost savings for people too, right? It's a huge cost savings. And people are not getting into their uh, insurance benefit. They go see us and we can handle things usually in a couple of sessions. Well, you've been listening to Get Down to Business. I'm Paula Peterson. We're talking to Carol Doyle of Workplace Solutions. We will be right back. Hi, this is Paula Peterson, and you are back with Get Down to Business. Today, I have Carol Doyle, who is the Senior Business Development and Account Manager for Workplace Solutions. Now, Workplace Solutions is an EAP, 
It's part of the tandem family of companies. And I now know that EAP means Employee Assistance Program. I think Carol can really give us some great tips. And I want to talk about trends. Carol. Hi. Hi. How are you? Thank you. (laughs) Uh, Let's talk about these trends that you're seeing in offices. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, we were talking about sensitivity. You could have one employee who's super sensitive and takes everything out of context. Right. Or, and then there's the other employee who's like, what? No, nothing. Mm-hmm. That didn't bother me. That's a big deal it right now. It is a very big deal right now, especially in, um, in the Me Too movement. It's, mm. it's huge. We have been out to tons of companies doing harassment trainings and really educating people what is okay and what's not okay in the workplace. For example, jokes. People will tell a joke that they think is hysterical, but another person finds it extremely offensive. So I always like caution people about, you know, you know, any kind of off-color joke, anything that has anything that um, smacks of any kind of racism, you know, keep it out of the workplace completely. Um, a good rule of thumb is like the grandma test. If you would like that joke uh, to be told in front of your grandma, maybe you could ta- tell it at work. But if not... Maybe you should keep that for your friends at home, something like that. See, that's a fine line, though. Like, Mm -hmm. my grandmother loved raunchy jokes, (laughs) right? I mean, everybody comes from a different family. That's right. So my family is very direct, Mm -hmm. open. You know, you've got that Italian, German, like, all-in-your-face kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But then in Chicago, you meet a different family, and they might not. So it is hard. You have to pull back. You have to know when to pull back. You have to pull back. And I would just, you know, always err on the side of caution and be very professional. The same thing when you mentioned that you're Italian. There's different um, different cultures have different feelings and habits on on just personal space and mm. touch. Yeah. Um, I had somebody who worked for me who made a harassment complaint about a gentleman because he went, he was an older gentleman, and he went to help her down a stairway, and he put his hand on her elbow to guide her down the stairs. I would love that. He thought he was being a gentleman. She did not. She reported that to HR, and it was inappropriate touch and unwanted touch. So, you know, it sounds, you know, if you want to give somebody a hug and be a nice kind of person, maybe you shouldn't be doing that in the workplace. I would suggest that you don't, as I a matter of say, fact. I say, is it okay if I hug you? That's <laughs> You know what? That's awesome. If you ask permission. But even then, sometimes people will say yes when they really don't mean yeah, yes. Yeah, I know. Um, it's so weird. It's yeah. so awkward. It used to be so easy, and now everything's so awkward. It, it is. It is. Especially if you're dealing with, like, a millennial as opposed to a baby boomer. I mean, there's just, it's a generations of difference. Huge And what they experienced, you know, from mm-hmm. those two cocktail lunches. Lunches back in the 80s. And that's where EAPs came uh, to uh, be, sure. is in the I 70s mean, We all and saw 80s. Mad Men, right? Mm-hmm. You just see Mad Men. Oh, it's absolutely. The whole entire thing. Um, yeah, I, th- I find this fascinating. Mm-hmm. I think now the other thing I started doing is, you know, I'm, I'm presenting to people a lot of times, and I'll mm-hmm. be in their office, and something will be up on their computer screen. And this is my standard line. I say, may I enter your personal space? Now, I would say 80% of the time they laugh hysterically. Mm-hmm. And they're like, why are you asking that? I said, well, I don't want to just come around and, you know, literally, you know, put my hands in front of you because I don't know. How do I know? You know, somebody could be freaked out by that. They could be. They could mm-hmm. be. And they could, um, and, you know, when you talk about computer screens, be yeah. careful what you have on that. Some people put screensavers up with a, it might be a religious thing or um, some sort of joke. And they think they're being, again, funny or they, it's really might be very offensive to the person in the next cubicle. 
Yeah, I had a situation where a company I worked for, I didn't think anything of it. I've always had a picture. I'm just going to say it because this is AM560. I've always had a picture of Ronald Reagan and the Pope in my cubicle. Mm-hmm. I never thought that that would be offensive to anybody. And, and somebody's like, something? why do you have, um, a, you know, the I'm like, well, he was our president and the Pope, but like what? Mm-hmm. I never, anybody never questioned me on that before. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was so odd, but aren't I allowed to have personal items? And, you know, and then that freaked me out. And then I felt like I needed to talk about it. And I feel like you have a world of issues that are probably you're hearing right now. Oh, absolutely. We hear things like this all the time, whether it's, you know, a joke off color or, um, or just something that's sitting out in the cubicle that is of a religious nature, and then somebody goes to HR to complain about it. Um, you know, you just really have to be very careful. Just keep it very simple in your cubicle. I know you want to make it or your office yeah. space your own, but just try to be cognizant. Because people, the, you know, the other people who are complaining, they also have rights too. Sure. I guess you're right about that. Mm-hmm. Well, what What do you do? Do you do anything on a regular basis for employees that you can come in and teach a class or have a seminar where people don't feel threatened, but mm-hmm. maybe they learn something? We do, How do you present we do, that? Yeah, we do a lot of lunch and learn type of things. Um, we'll come on out and we'll do um, things like mutual respect and we'll do diversity training. We, Like I said, with the Me Too movement, when everything kind of blew up like a year ago, we were doing harassment trainings like crazy and and. You know, talking to people, the difference between bullying and harassment, and uh, because there is a little bit of a difference, because harassment actually is, you know, a federal offense, you know, like you can just like, yeah, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, like sexual harassment, it's a federal thing. So, um, yeah, so we do lots of training, lunches and learns, and uh, it's a great way for us to actually be on site and talk to the employees, and they get to know us, and then they realize, hey, they're not so scary. We can come and talk to them. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. If you're just tuning in, this is Paula Peterson. You're listening to Get Down to Business. I am talking with Carol Doyle from Workplace Solutions, and Workplace Solutions is part of the Tandem family of companies. Tandem HR, of course, is who powers ta- uh, Get Down to Business. If you want to Learn more about how you can incorporate an EAP, Employee Assistance Program. I'm getting really good at that. Mm-hmm. You can just go to WSEAP.com and uh, find out more information. And it's not just here. I mean, we, well, well, people are all over the place, right? Mm-hmm. So, Right. We are based in the Chicagoland area, but we have a reach across the entire country. We have counselors that we can get you in from coast to coast. We are set up. You know, and it's not just counseling that we offer. We have some, like, really new cool programs like life coaching, which is different than counseling. Counseling is like you're kind of getting to the – digging the dinosaur bones of your past type Mm -hmm. of thing. With life coaching, it's more directive. It's really taking a topic like I want to work on my time management or I'm a really good manager and I want to be a great manager. So our EAP includes life coaching, which is kind of a differentiator with us as other EAPs. But we include life coaching, which is a real benefit for people. How do people get that? They just call us up at our toll-free number when they are actually a member of our of our EAP, and we'll set it up for them. So. Now, are you seeing companies use programs? I'm going to name one just because, like, the Vitality Program for Health. Mm-hmm. But, you know, um, I noticed on those, you know, you take little surveys, but then there's nothing that says, well, call this number if you need right, more information. Right. I mean, how do companies make sure that they are providing the full, I guess, scope 
of services to employees. Well, you know, we try to push it out in many ways, the EAP, whether it's posters or mailings, a postcard home, because we want to make sure that the people at home know they're covered by it as well, Ah. not just the employee. But we have electronic newsletters that go out. We encourage HR people to put the benefit information on their intranet site. And really for us to work well with managers to know that, to really work with them, get them to understand the EAP can be a tool in their toolbox. So for example, I you know, and a manager could have an employee that's coming in late every single day. It's been a really good employee all these years, but now they're late every day. They're going to still focus on the tardiness and, and that discipline. But they can also say, and I'd like you to call the EAP as well, because maybe they're late because they've been drinking too much or they're too depressed to get up early in the morning. You don't know what's going on in their personal life. And managers in HR really don't want to know. They just mm-hmm. want those people at work on time. Right. You know, I think that there was the mentality of, I don't really care, just get in here or just do your job. Mm-hmm. But nowadays, I, you know, I um, I had an opportunity to talk to Zach Gay from Tandem HR. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we were saying that um, the workplace, uh, I guess the culture is super important. And employees have op- options and they want flexibility. And so... You almost have to, it's like a new day. It's a new generation of people coming in and the way they want information offered to them is different. So an EAP, I feel like, is something that really brings around the whole company to everybody. It does. Am I saying that right? You know what I mean? Like it's giving you an option to really speak many different and, and reach and communicate to many different people. Right. And, and it helps everybody. And because it is a new generation and they can, you know, contact us on our website. They can use our mobile app. All right. sorts Workplace of ways. Solutions, WSEAP.com. Carol Doyle, it has just been a pleasure well, to have thank you, you on. I learned me. a lot. I think our Get Down to Business listeners learned a lot. And please tune in each week to Get Down to Business. This is Paula Peterson. I'm sitting in for Shalom Klein. And I look forward to talking to you next week. Have a really great week, everyone. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to Get Down to Business, the show all about small business, jobs, and entrepreneurship. I'm thrilled to be joined by the author of a brand new book, uh, Cash Nickerson. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us, uh, Cash. Great to have you on. Let's talk about the book um, and uh, and, and what inspired you. Uh, Tell us a little bit about it. Well, great. Yes, thank you. And thank you so much for having me on. Uh, The book is called The Samurai Listener. And it's about really the value and power of learning to be a great listener as opposed to what we spend our time being trained to do and what we tend to spend our time doing, which is talking. And it really lays out and redefines uh, listening in this broader sense. What I had noticed over the course of an entrepreneurial career, executive career, legal career, uh, in my 30, almost 35 years of uh, being out and about, uh, I started to realize that the people who were most successful were actually taking things in in a way that was better, more powerful, stronger. It really gave them the edge. The edge didn't come from being a smooth talker. The edge came from taking more in from those around you and applying it. Well, uh, Cash, uh, uh, I've read The Samurai Listener, and I've I've read a little bit about your background. And uh, I've got a few questions that I know are very, very relevant for uh, entrepreneurs and business owners in particular. 
Um, entrepreneurs by nature are running around meeting to meeting. And uh, it's, it's often hard to, I guess, call it to focus. How, w- what are some of the tips that, that you share in the book? I don't want you to share everything, but how to get in the zone and truly focus in the moment. Well, the very best one, I think, and there's lots of good ones, but one that I think is particularly helpful is, you know, when we own a small business, it's just there's a hundred billion things on your mind. And you carry that around with you everywhere, and you carry it to meetings. And you'll spend most of the meeting with your brain circling around of what am I going to do about employee so-and-so, when in fact you really need to be paying attention to the meeting you're in. And so the best way to handle that is before you go to a meeting is taking all those things that are spinning around in your head and compartmentalizing them by writing them down on a piece of paper, put it in your PDA, whatever you want to do with it, but to get it out of your head for the meeting, to acknowledge the fact that this stuff is spinning around <laughs> like the spin cycle in a, in a uh, washing machine. And you, and you got to set it aside. Otherwise, you have no chance. Our minds just are not functioned to be self-compartmentalizing very well. So I must ask regarding the uh, regarding the story behind um, behind the book. I know that you are an avid martial artist, and uh, you have a really interesting uh, business background. But you've clearly absorbed some certain uh, skills and. Uh, and techniques that obviously share through the book. And we'll share more information in just a moment regarding how our listeners can find the book. But what was the moment for you where you realized you are learning something and that you have something uh, that can and should be relevant to others? You know, it's an excellent question. I think in terms of the, the martial arts context, it was, the realization that you know, why did I why did I concentrate so well when practicing martial arts, and why when I trained with champions did they just seem to be so in tune with what was going to happen next? It was that focus, that concentration, and that's because the consequences of not focusing and not paying attention are so high. Right, you get hit, and so you're kind of forced into that state. In a business context, as I applied those skills, calling on a customer out in the Northeast. Um, being, getting in that same zone uh, and um, paying att- paying attention the way I talk about it and listening the way I talk about in the book, I was able to re- to re- uh, recast and recount what a customer needed and wanted it so clearly and carefully without taking notes that they said afterwards, they said, did you write that on your hand? <laughs> and I said, no, I listened. And I said, you know, it was a company we listened. And we got multi-million dollar order as a result. That's great advice, and I know that um, you talk a lot about how to listen to remember, and all these techniques uh, I've enjoyed uh, reading from the book. I don't want to share them all with our listeners because I want to make sure that they check it out. Um, It's a fantastic book, once again, called The Samurai Listener, written by by Cash Nickerson. And Cash, um, I just love looking on your website, looking at that uh, that photo of you, um, the uh, <laughs> the two photos of you in that business suit and uh, your martial artist uh, outfit, it's, it's just fantastic. So you've got a fascinating story, some fascinating tips. Once again, I want to make sure our listeners can find it. How can people learn more and uh, purchase the book? Well, you mentioned the website, and that's really a great place to start. Cash at cashnickerson.com. 
And of course, the books available at Barnes and Barnes and Noble, Amazon, all the usual uh, outlets. Uh, that's great. Well, check out the website cashnickerson dot com. Uh, the book is called The Samurai Listener. Um, and you'll read a little bit about the author of uh, that book and several other fantastic books um, talking about how to how to listen better, uh, how to handle conflict, express respect for clients and associates, and ultimately transform into leaders. It's a great read. Um, check it out, cashnickerson.com. Well, coming up after the break, we are going to be chatting with Dove Snow. We are going to be chatting about cryptocurrency. Bitcoin, all those things that you've heard a lot about, but you don't know what exactly it means. Dove will be demystifying it. You don't want to miss that segment and the advice that he is going to share. We're going to be back on Get Down to Business in just a moment. We're powered by Tandem HR. Check them out, tandemhr.com. But Chicago, don't touch that dial. You'll listen to Get Down to Business. Hey, you're listening to the show, which is all about small business, jobs, and entrepreneurship. I'm thrilled to be joined by my good friend, Dove Snow. Dove, welcome to the program. Hey, Shalom. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. It's great to have you. You and I have had many a conversation about this next topic, which I have to say, you are uh, a fantastic educator. Um, You've taught me more than I ever expected to know about uh, this term, Bitcoin and uh, and cryptocurrency, I know these are still very, very, very new uh, topics, but uh, you have uh, been way ahead of the curve, and uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about it. And uh, but most importantly, uh, Dove, I'm I'm curious to know why do you think it's important that we talk about it today? Where do you think this this uh, this fascinating uh, concept is going to go over the coming years? Well, there, there's two fundamental uh, points to discuss on why it's important to understand what's going on, you know, today, uh, which is Bitcoin and blockchain. Um, Bitcoin is the first and largest decentralized currency that currently exists. In fact, I, I used it today um, when, when purchasing <laughs> some groceries in, in Jewel. And the other concept, um, and more importantly, is the concept of blockchain. Uh, are the two fundamental concepts that we have to speak about um, today. Uh, Bitcoin uh, is a a phenomenal technology that, when combined with blockchain, can create um, efficiencies in ways that we hadn't seen before. Um, for example, um, when purchasing a house, you have to have escrow services. And via Bitcoin, if you are able to show proof of, you know, deed, you're able to transfer it without um, any intermediary. Fascinating. So uh, what is the what is the story behind um, behind blockchain, Bitcoin? Why? Why is it necessary? Um, Let's uh, uh, let me just sort of dumb it down. Okay. so on a normal transaction, you are going to the store, there is the payment processor, there is the person purchasing the good, there is the person you're buying the good from, there is the bank in between. Um, In the original economies, when economies were first created, it was very difficult for people to keep track um, of these purchases. Um, If, for example, the very first purchase was my bread for your jelly, um, and we wanted to keep track of that, in the community, you'd have to have a person or a horse going from vendor to vendor, keeping track 
and that was technologically very, very difficult. As we grow, and as a result of that, you had to have sort of a centralized system where you had someone you could trust, um, like a bank, where it would be secure, um, where they would be incentivized to keep very good records, you know, taking fees, and they would keep track for everybody, and then they would be the the uh, person of record, which is basically what we have now. The issue with that is, and I'll give a Monopoly example, is if you're playing Monopoly and the banker can really skim 5 or $10 uh, without anybody really knowing. Um, but if you had a digital scoreboard for Monopoly, like at, um, at Wrigley Field, where you may not necessarily be able to see the names or understand the names of the teams, but you would see the numbers and the scores moving, there would be no way for a banker or any third party to alter the score without everybody noticing. So that is one of the major concepts of decentralization of a decentralized ledger. So it is so different is, than than any other currency on, on so many levels. And I, I know our, our few-minute conversation won't do this topic justice. We're going to have to have you on, but uh, in a moment I'm going to ask you to share some resources. There are so many differences right now in the uh, in the U.S. dollar. So we have pennies, we have nickels, we have dimes, we have quarters, and so on. It, with cryptocurrency, it's not divisible in that same way, and it's really it's it's as much or as little as the two parties that are agreeable to the currency set up for themselves. Is that right? Um, so that's actually not as accurate um, as you think. There is. Just like in a dollar, there is a cent. In Bitcoin, there is something called a sat or a satoshi, which is named after the infamous founder, uh, Satoshi Nakamoto, who no one knows where he is you know, to this day, um, in 2008. And um, a Bitcoin can be broken down by eight different decimal places, and 0. .0000001 would be one sat or one satoshi, and a Bitcoin can be broken down all the way to that point. Oh, my goodness, though, we're going to have to spend a lot more time on this. Oh, my goodness, I have so much more to learn. But cryptocurrency is something, uh, and Bitcoin and and and, uh, and blockchain is something that um, you believe uh, businesses, business owners should uh, should learn more about? Yes, absolutely. Uh, I mean, just to give you some insight into more recent large-scale news, you know, less than two weeks ago, the SEC um, came out, that's the Security and Exchange Commission, came out that Ethereum, which is the second largest of the cryptocurrencies, um, is actually not a security. You know, one of the fears that there was is that it would be labeled a security, and it's not, which just allows, you know, more mainstream adoption, which is m one of the many reasons that people should just be aware of what's going on around them. Wow. Wow. So, Dove, um, we are running out of time, and I want to make sure that our listeners can learn more are there any specific websites that you would recommend um, to uh, to uh, read up on the topic? Yes, sure. Uh, Bitcoin.com um, is a great place uh, to start. Um, that's one of the places you can actually, you know, buy Bitcoin, I believe. Um, that's a really good one. Uh, Coindesk is a good place to start. Also, Coindesk.com. That's fantastic. And I'll link to all of these sites uh, through my website. Dove, I appreciate you coming on this show to uh, to talk about it. We need to spend more time on it. 
really interesting topic. But again, thank you, Dove Snow, an expert on uh, blockchain, cryptocurrency. We're going to be back with some more tips in just a moment. Chicago, don't touch that dial. Welcome back. Uh, my mind is blown. What a fascinating conversation um, with Dove Snow. I feel, uh, usually I feel at the end of the program, far more knowledgeable. I think at this, uh, at this point tonight, I know exactly what I'll be reading. I'll be reading about the subject of, uh, of blockchain. And uh, even after a few hours of reading, I probably will, uh, will still be uh, unknowledgeable and uneducated on the topic. We're going to have to learn a lot more. But as always, we'll be linking to all of our guests. A fantastic conversation today with Stella Terry from Tandem HR, Steve Winnington from Life Working, Coworking, and Cash Nickerson, the author of The Samurai Listener, followed by Dove Snow, who demystified the topic of cryptocurrency. So what a great lineup. We are powered by our good friends at Tandem HR, your solution center. You can find them online, tandemhr.com, or give them a call, 630-928-0510. So Wednesday was a good day. For the first time in a long while, I wasn't rushing um, anywhere. I had the time to focus on the three Ps, projects, paperwork, and phone calls. And while the first two went fairly well, apparently there's additional paperwork needs to go along with the paperwork I finished. Sigh. My phone calls contained some unexpected lessons in communication. Two of the calls that I made were to colleagues I know well and have worked with over the past three to four years. One of them I definitely consider a friend, yet both phone calls had rough beginnings. A moment where I could hear I was intruding or interrupting that I wasn't welcome. Surprised, I stuttered a bit and tripped over my words. Briefly lost my focus. Once the calls ended... I spent much of the day and evening wondering why did that happen? I believe each call was impacted by a number of factors and by each participant, and I wanted to share that with you here today. My calls were received on cell phones and did indeed interrupt the other person. I know I experienced this all the time. They were doing something else. My timing was not good. To tell me this, they spoke with clipped words and a chilly tone. I do this all the time as well. I do understand. I do this myself, and you probably have too. There are better options. If a call is a terrible interruption, let it go to voicemail. I do that a lot. There are better options. Um, that's, uh, by the way, putting letting somebody go to voicemail, that's uh, so much better than a chilly beginning to what could be an important conversation. Or B, don't answer the call quickly. Use the first ring to stop what you're doing. Decide um, that you're going to answer. And although it sounds silly, put a smile on your face. It will change the sound of your voice, and it won't throw your annoyance. At the caller, all phone calls are an interruption. None of us are sitting around waiting for the phone to ring. By answering between the second and third ring instead of the first, you can make sure you welcome the caller. These days, I ignore most of my calls. Um, That's the truth. I schedule calls, and those are the calls that I take. The uh, calls that I cannot take, I send to voicemail. And then I'll send a text or an email to that person and say, let's schedule a time. Each of those individuals that I spoke to uh, answered so quickly, they may have not looked at a caller ID and this probably impacted their tone, knowing it was me. Both of them could have quickly said, didn't want to ignore your call, but this isn't a good time. I'll call you back. Longstanding relationships allow for this, and we should do it more often. Because I know both these people I did start my conversation with, how are you? And it wasn't appreciated. Both colleagues got a bit defensive. Why? Because they heard that I wanted to chat and that I wasn't going to be efficient. Starting with the reason for my call would have been a lot less awkward. Assumptions played a role in both calls. For one of them, I left a detailed message the day before and said I'd call again when they answered the next day. I assumed they knew what I was calling about, but their gruff what's up indicated that they had not listened to my message. This is so common today. We have to stop making assumptions about um, about who's listening to voicemail. The other call followed up to an email. They assumed I understood that if they hadn't replied, the answer was no, that it had not occurred to me. 
This is my continual life lesson. Don't make any assumptions. And one of those calls contained information that the other person thought was bad news or at least disappointing for me. So it was difficult for them to relax in the conversation and be direct. But being indirect is a sure sign that something's not being said. It can create defensiveness or impatience. Um, when we have something uncomfortable to say, it's best to say it as soon as possible. If necessary, you could preface it with, I'm uncomfortable saying this to you, or I think you're going to be disappointed. All of us are spending less time talking on the phone. When you connect voice to voice, what are you doing to make your conversations more effective? I'd love to hear those thoughts and those answers from you. I'd love to hear how your week's been. You can get in touch with me on my website, shalomkline.com. That's also where you can download podcasts from this very show. Once again, shalomkline.com. Follow me on Twitter at shalomkline. I post tips and information to success. Let's get down to business. We'll talk to you next Sunday right here on AM 560. The answer at 6 p.m. Be sure to check out our sponsors, tandemhr.com. We'll talk to you next Sunday. Hope you have a great week. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.